Hey, hey! What is going on, Freedom Pack family? My name is Joseph Newton. I am here today for a very special episode, which I am so excited to talk about. So, as you know, I am obsessed with productivity. I'm obsessed with becoming a more effective individual. And I'm also obsessed with the tactics, the routines, the habits, all these different things which lead to higher performance. I've been working on a productivity guide for some time. And essentially, I created a guide which I have found eight of the best productivity hacks, which I know, which I've used, which I've coached people with, which are all research-backed by some of the best scientists around. So if you want to go ahead and download this guide, head over to freedompact.co.uk forward slash productive. That is freedompact.co.uk forward slash productive. So this episode today is just a solo episode. I just want to talk just productivity hacks. It's been a while since I've done a solo episode. We've had such an incredible run of guests. So I thought, why not? You know, life's too short. <laughs> so let's start by saying that, you know, I would define being productive as essentially producing more. Remember what I said before on the effectiveness episode, that productivity is producing more. Efficiency is producing more with less. And effectiveness is producing the right thing. In the context of today's episode, if you have the combination of those three with willpower, with, you know, a relentless focus, then essentially you have the tools necessary to accomplish whatever it is that you want, whatever your goal is. If you work diligently enough, then as long as your goal is is reasonably attainable then you can do it or you can become very close unfortunately i think with the way that modern society is set up the information that i'm going to give out today it's just not readily available the average person will not know much of the stuff which i'm going to talk about the education system definitely doesn't teach this stuff and i think that you know in our pursuit of goals and becoming more, we'll run into mistruths, we'll run into myths, we'll run into statements which I think do more harm than good. You'll hear statements like, if you want it badly enough, then it will be yours. You need to believe in yourself. Sleep is for the weak. The time you sleep in could be used to build in your dreams. You need to learn to multitask, which is just my favorite. So, you know, I just want to say to all those statements, it's all BS. It is BS. I can tell you through coaching, through trial and error, through my own life, that I can tell you exactly what works to a very high degree of accuracy. I can tell you what things do work, and I can tell you what things do not work. 
in the pursuit of becoming a higher achieving individual. So let's start off with some of the productivity hacks, which I think are just going to help you enormously and get into that next level, which is where we all want to get to. The first tip I would give is to always look at the Pareto Principle. The premise of this is that around 20% of the work that you do is going to bring you 80% of the results. So when it comes to tasks, the tasks which you do, they, they're not weighted equally. Tasks have a different weighting of importance. And whoever tells you that the, the tasks are weighted equally, it's a myth. You know, so an example of this would be if you have a to-do list with 10 things on that list, my guess is that there's only likely to be one to three things that are actually important on the list. The rest are either urgent, non-important, or non-urgent and non-important. You know, the fact of the matter is that very little of the tasks which we do day-to-day actually have a high return on. And more often than not, we're just in a cycle of spinning our wheels. So the first thing, and, you know, really my, my tip for this point, you know, essentially, so you don't have to listen to the rest of the podcast, <laughs> is decide what is important to you. What is the change in which you want to make? Why are you here? This is essentially the hack in the system. And if you're feeling overwhelmed with the important work, but you're spending all your time browsing through emails and and attending pointless meetings, which could be summed up in a memo, then it's no wonder that you're overwhelmed when you're spending all your time on the unimportant. So I would say that by first knowing exactly what it is that you are looking to do and what it is that you want to accomplish, then you can start to ask yourself questions like, does this task that I'm currently doing move me towards my goal? And another way in which you could frame this is by saying, if I can only accomplish one thing today, then what would be the most important thing So I would say that hack number one in the system is focus on the essential and not the urgent. My second tip to you guys when it comes to productivity hacks would be to become a single tasker. So I remember Tim Ferriss once said that in a digital economy in which your attention is the currency. The ability to focus will be your greatest asset. There was a study done by Yankovelovich Inc. And what they found was that every single day, humans are subjected, in the Western world, sorry, I should pull that out there. In the West, humans are subjected to around 5,000 ads per day. And other studies suggest that the human's attention span has dropped so dramatically that it used to be at about 20 seconds we used to be able to concentrate for. 
in 2000. It's now dropped down to about 8 seconds. The average goldfish has an attention span of 9 seconds. So we are battling it out with goldfish. And the goldfish are winning. So, and one of the reasons why I think that our attention spans are shrinking is this idea of multitasking, which just seems to become glamorized. You go to you go to Indeed or, or some sort of job site, and employers are proudly parading around, claiming that they want people that can multitask. In desired skills on the job section, the the employers are under the delusion under the delusion that being able to multitask is a skill. And I think that this is this is synonymous of, of some of the problems with society. I mean this is not research-backed in any way. And in fact, the research has completely busted this myth of, of multitasking. You know, I mean, Gary Keller talks about this in his book, The One Thing, which is just a fantastic book, one of my favorites. And, and Keller says that when we choose to do more than one thing, we're not succeeding at them both we're in fact failing at them and and the science behind this is that essentially the human brain it can't distinguish between tasks so your brain will just flick back and forth so when we do this we lose out on the important things we lose out on cognitive recall we lose out on creativity we're definitely not creating any flow states for us to enter into and this all stops us from doing our best work so the best advice I can give you on becoming a single tasker is to block out time into your calendar, hopefully three to five hours, and just focus on one task for that period. Don't flick between emails, don't, don't do anything. Don't just focus on that one task. And, and if you do have to take a break, then I would advise doing something like a walk out into, you know, out into sunlight, Get you know, even even if it's just outside for a few moments that's 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 a way more refreshing way to really come back into the present moment so that would be tip number two would be to block out a period of time focus on one thing and one thing only no distractions you know become a single tasker my hack number three i'm just going to keep giving you as many hacks as i can think of so there's this term which researchers have found. I know Cal Newport talks about this in his new book called Digital Minimalism. And this is this idea of a quick check. So essentially quick checking is when we are focusing on a task. An example of this would be I am trying to I'm trying to write a paper for university and I'm 45 minutes into it and my attention starts wavering. So I decide I'm just going to have a quick check of my mobile phone. So essentially the problem with this is, is that what the researchers have found is that just by looking at our phone for as little as 0.3 seconds, that it completely reshapes our hormonal balance. So things like dopamine, it gets completely lit up anything like any notification which you see an email a text a missed call 
all these things they have an effect on us and as little as 0.3 seconds is enough for it to leave a cognitive residue which completely hinders concentration callback creativity flow all these different things it, it, when we look at our phone it, it changes the hormonal makeup of us so and and the research also says that that just by as little as you know a one second look at a phone it can take us about 15 minutes afterwards to to come back to a normal sort of a normal sort of level so just by you know looking at our phone for that for that brief second which may seem harmless in the minute and i know a lot of people do this it it, it has a lot you know the 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 lasting effects of it are just not worth it. So that would be my next tip. Don't be a quick checker. Hack number four. We are flying through these guys. <laughs> so I think that when I think about human psychology, I can't think of, you know, many greater findings that have had, you know, an impact on the way I work than when studies were done into willpower. Now, I always thought that people had this idea of, of willpower as as a you know as a as an infinite resource. Almost a, you either have it or you don't. Like it's binary. Well, what the researchers found is that in fact it's not binary. It's not one person has it or one person don't willpower is actually a muscle so just like when you work out in the gym and your muscles will fatigue towards the end of the workout it's the same with willpower every task you do every decision you have to make even things like putting on your clothes or, or choosing what top to wear all of these things have an impact on your willpower so when we know this we can use this to our advantage because we know that our willpower will be at the highest during the first period of the day and it'll be at its lowest at the last thing at night. Which is why I always find it crazy when being in university, I would see students leaving their, their essays and, and you know their most important tasks to the last period of the day. So... What I've adopted and what I've told, you know, what I've, I've coached people to do is to prioritize your day in a way so that your important tasks are always done at the beginning of the day or at least if you work in a full-time job or at least at a period where it makes sense for you to do. So it could be the first task when you get home. And I just really think that that the amount of people that I've coached, that I've spoken to, that I've seen leave, you know, the most important task of the day to last, it's just unbelievable. When we do this, we're literally choosing not to give our best. So look at your to-do list. Decide on that list what is really important to you that day. Then go about it and prioritize it in a way so that your most important task is being done earliest in the day when your willpower is at its highest. So that is my productivity hack number four. And that is do the most important thing first. 
And whilst I'm at this point, I want to give a big shout out to a productivity planner which I've been using. I've talked about her in the last couple of episodes and I'm just such a big proponent of this planner. I've been using it relentlessly. It is by a company called Intelligent Change and this planner, which is about the the size of my hand, you can see it on, on Instagram at Joseph Newtonpedia. I've put some pictures on there. And this productivity planner is so full of these little quirks and 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 just the 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 detail in each page is just outstanding. It uses techniques like prioritization, flow, the Pomodoro techniques, tips from world class performers like Tim Ferriss. Uh, it's got motivational quotes in every page. You've got six months of of uh, pages to use. It's just a brilliant, brilliant planner. And I think it costs about like probably like twenty five dollars, which is, you know, this is equivalent of like it were, you know, Starbucks for, for four or five days. So and the return I've seen on this on this on this um on this planner is just immense already. You know, I mean I, I find it's the best one I've used, no question. So this brings us nicely on to hack number five now i really considered you know um what hacks would be the most useful and also what ones of people least likely to have tried so i only wanted to give you hacks that are either research based or ones which i have used and i found that they've had a great impact on me and this next one is it really hasn't I don't think it's quite made her into the mainstream yet. Uh, I haven't really seen many people talk about her. I may be wrong. There may be books on this. You know, I, 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 I didn't come up with this idea myself, but it's, it's worked for me and it's a brilliant idea. And I wish I knew where I got the idea from so I could attribute them to it. But hack number five is to carry not just a to-do list with you, but also to carry a completed list. So the reason behind this is that we all know what a to-do list is. You write down a number of tasks on it and then you just go through them essentially one by one and then, you know, hopefully by the end of the day you've done them. The problem is is that the research into it shows that about 41% of tasks on a to-do list never ever get done and one of the reasons why I'm you know a big proponent of this is because I'm all about practicality you know you know me guys it's all about the habits the routines the tactics all these different things which which you know we're we're gearing from world-class performers we're looking for the tips that you can use in your life today so what I found is that not just having a to-do list, but also having a completed list. So what this means is is that after you have finished a task on your to-do list, you move over to your completed it list and you write the task down and you just put a big tick next to it. The reason for this is that as human beings, we're always looking for two things. We're always looking to gain pleasure and we're looking to avoid pain. So when you celebrate 
the completion of a task. You give her a big tick on the page. You're just reinforcing those pathways in your mind that associate the completion of a task with pleasure. Every time that you tick it on your piece of paper, every time you celebrate a win, every time you write down an item on your completed list, your body is literally firing off massive amounts of dopamine, which makes you want to keep on completing these tasks. What I found is that the lists which I create, and I only ever create to-do lists of one to five things. I never go over five because at that point you are you are literally, in my opinion, just playing with the unimportant or the urgent. But when you have, you know, those sorts of, when, when you have that, that sort of win from, you know, when you get to put a big tick, when you can write it on your completed it list, then you just feel fantastic after doing it. You feel you feel really good about doing it. So I would definitely avoid this. And in my own personal experience, I found that doing this enables me to want to keep going. And I'm all I'm I'm pretty sure that the research would back this up. But I haven't read any studies into it. But this is one which I have tried and it works for me. So if anyone tries this out, please let me know how you find it. Okay productivity hack number six now this one goes back all the way to two episodes which we've done two world-class performers you've got pat flynn and you have got dr gareth ward and they both said exactly the same thing and that is that perfect is the enemy of good in episode 28 that we did with pat flynn one of the things which he said that really stood out to me was to lower the barriers to entry. Now, I've thought about this idea for a lot for a long time and, and he is absolutely right. And in my experience, some of the most highly effective individuals that I know that they don't hold themselves to such a high standard that it paralyzes them. So, simply put lowering the barriers to entry it would look like instead of saying to yourself, you know, I need to have a perfect 60 minute workout or there's just no point in going. It's lowering the barriers to entry and saying, OK, like today I'm short on time, but I'm pretty sure I can get a good 10 or 20 minute workout in. It's instead of putting that essay off, you know, to a perfect standard. It's allowing yourself to just get started and to make adjustments as you go. Because how often does the fear of being imperfect hold us back? You know, it's far too often. And you've just got to, you know, look at the, the research into perfection. And and it's it's a paralyzing tool. It's not by any means a, a you know, a, a metric to aim for. In fact, I, w- I would argue the opposite, that, you know, getting started, that there is something to aim for. Another example I would argue is that instead of, you know, having a healthy day of eating, you know, consider that very often when we hold ourselves to such a high standard, and, and we all do, I mean, I, I imagine that most of the people listening to this are, 
a type A achieving type personalities, you know, and when we hold ourselves to the standard that not meeting it more often than not will lead to a downward spiral. So just by having the mentality that daily improvements built gradually over time will lead to enormous, enormous results, you know, and I love that idea in Atomic Habits where James Clear talks about getting better just 1% every day for a year would lead over time to a 37.78% increase in our overall performance. So you've just got to ask yourself, you know, what can I do today to get 1% better? What's the thing that I can do? You know, and also I would add to this that in regards to downward spirals, if you are trying to have a perfect day of eating or anything like this, and you mess up as we all undeniably will do is a good thing to do is is to not just have that whole you know fuck it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna you know just keep going on about my my business it, you know the the day is ruined I'll, I'll start again monday to to instead accept you know the situation forgive yourself for making that mistake and then just keep just keep going you know, develop that sort of sense of amnesia of, you know, like that's out of the way, but I can still make something of the rest of the day. You know, don't sort of self-sabotage you and don't fall into that, that trap, which oh so often happens that when we sort of slip beneath our standards, it's so easy to forget the progress in which we've actually made. So hack number six would be lower the barriers to entry. Now, this is one which I've been really excited to talk about. And we've talked about it on air quite a few times. And hack number seven is to stop paying credence to your emails. So there are studies done into professionals and what they would attribute are their biggest time-wasting activities. And as you can guess check-in emails come out as the number one thing on the list, the number one time waster that people reported to do. You know, and, and we all know how it goes. You know, you send out a bunch of emails, people, and then you sit there with this sort of nervous anticipation, you know, waiting to see what the response is, you know, we, we we refresh and we check it. And, and I'm as guilty as this as anyone. It takes real restraint to not fall into this trap, especially if, you know, you're waiting for an important email back. Another side of this could be that maybe you were in a reactive role in, in you know, maybe, you know, on the other side, maybe like an admin type position. Essentially, what that position is, is that, you know, you're in a, a reactive role. You're constantly not, not operating in a proactive way where you are the one instigating, but you're acting in a reactive way. So that in this case, all of the emails which you are more than likely receiving are other people's problems. I've said in, in you know, in a few in a few episodes to, if this is you, then set your inbox name as 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 OPP other people's problems because essentially in that case you are just locked in a 
you're locked in in like a fireman mode where you're just constantly fanning the flames and and always focusing on the urgent you know rather than the important and this always comes back to the eisenhower matrix where you've got important non-important urgent non-urgent you know and and also often that we we you know maybe not consciously but we operate in that non-urgent and and urgent and think about it how often you know in working situations do people come to us with these with these life-shattering emergencies that it seems like these real urgent matters and you know and then a couple of days go by and and the problem's just not there anymore <laughs> it just seems to happen all the time it's just it's one of those one of those you know one of those great uh, wonders which i've always had so always consider to to always think back to you know to what's important what are what's the change that i'm seeking to make what can i do that is going to bring me closer to my goal you know i of course believe in in you know in disciplined giving you know as greg mckeon says but you've got to focus on the important and if you're looking for practical tips in terms of this particular hack which is you know essentially to stop checking emails at such a high frequency then with microsoft outlook you can schedule your emails to always come through at a certain time so say that could be 3 p.m you could set them for say 9 a.m and then block them out for the rest of the day i think that realistically i i personally would only aim to check them twice per day so so say aim for maybe 9 9 a.m and 3 p.m but you know as i as i you know i would hope to you know delegate those and also remember that someone else's crisis doesn't constitute your emergency so always maintain you know what it is that you want to do in your mind and yeah and stop spending so much time you know in in the email saying this is something which you know i am as guilty of as anyone you know i mean reaching out to people to come on the podcast or potential business ventures but what i've realized is that it's just a huge hindrance to productivity so i really speaking on you know from experience here and um i think that by setting strict rules as to what we will and won't do will definitely help so hack number seven would be to stop checking emails at such a high frequency this is the last hack the last and final hack that i'm going to give you in today's episode and don't forget you'll be able to read all this and more in the guide which i've talked about freedompack.co.uk forward slash productive and the last hack that i'm going to give today is to start saying no more start saying no more so if any of you out there have read the book essentialism by greg mckeon he said in the book that you cannot underestimate the importance of practically everything and i remember reading this quote and thinking you know i i completely agree i i know exactly what greg is trying to say when it comes to things like your goals your purpose your happiness 
there are very few people out there that have the same agenda for your life that you will have. Everybody has their lives, their own issues, their pains, their family troubles. So if you don't take it upon yourself to prioritize your own life, then somebody else out there will. I promise you that. It could be an employer, a spouse, a family member, a group of friends. And sometimes, even more dangerously, it could be someone that we don't know that well, but we may respect them, we may admire them, and we want to feel that sense of closeness and maybe maybe become a you know, maybe become friends with them or have them as a business partner or, you know, maybe a romantic partner. But essentially, when we say yes to one thing, we're saying no to other things. And more often than not, what we're saying no to is most likely the important. We're most likely saying no to our goals and purpose when we say yes to something else. You know, so if you're looking for real practical ways to say no, because I know how hard that is. I know how difficult it can be to say no to someone. I know exactly what it can be like. And things like the fear of, of not being liked, insufficiency, insecurity. These things, they flow through us like lightning. And it can be very, very difficult to say no to others. Especially people that we care deeply about. But... In my experience, and what I found is is that I found that saying no is is at the heart of, of all the things that I've achieved. It is so important, and there is definitely a skill which is at the heart of success. What I like to say to people if they ask me for something and I'm not sure I can fulfill it, or even if I don't want to, then I will say something like, um, I'm going to have to say no right now because I'm not sure what my schedule looks like I'm not sure what you know whether I'll even be able to fulfill what is that you're asking me but if I find out that I can can I get back to you so essentially what you're saying is you're saying you know that you know I'm saying no right now so you don't have any expectations on me going forward but you also leave that door open that may, maybe you will be able to do. Maybe there's an opportunity which does, in fact, aid your goals, your happiness, these things. You know, they don't get mad. You know, you keep your options open and, you know, everybody wins. Another tip I would, I would, I would advise in this matter, and this is something which I've also experienced, is that if when you say a note to someone, try not to snowball them with information because more often than not we're typically you know what more often than not the reason why we're saying no is because we're busy so if we really are busy then you know why are we typing out you know a three-page essay telling the other person that we're busy <laughs> you know so I, I i would say that and people don't want to to essentially be snowballed they just want to know that it's not good news and that you can both go back to the business of living. So just, you know, keep it, keep it short, keep it kind and, and just let them know, you know, that it's not good news. 
and that would conclude productivity hack eight which is say no to a lot of things you know really have that mentality that it is it's either a hell yes or it's a no so guys this is going to wrap up episode 36 i believe we are absolutely flying uh we've got a very special guest for you on monday and um yeah it was an absolute pleasure to be back giving a solo episode don't forget if you guys want to download the episode uh, sorry if <laughs> if you guys want to download the planet then you can get it just below so yeah so if you guys want to download the guide it will be linked below freedompack.co.uk forward slash productive if you enjoyed this episode then please 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 you know uh subscribe and leave us a, a rating it helps so much with the visibility of the show and uh yeah so this was a pleasure my freedom pack family and i will see you guys again for another episode